before we jump into the show, I wanted to give you guys a quick update on a really cool collaboration we have going right now. If you've been following the show for a while, you know how important it is for your gut health to be at optimal functioning. And one of the ways to do that is through things like probiotics and prebiotics. And if you've listened to the show, you also know how challenging it can be to find good supplementation for that. And so that's one of the reasons that Mental Maps has decided to collaborate with Just Thrive Health. This is a really great company who focuses on making spore-based probiotics. Uh, if you're new to that, you can go back to some of the other episodes, primarily with like Dr. Krishnan, who discusses how important that version of a probiotic and prebiotic are. And so one of the things that we've done with Just Thrive is to give people an opportunity to try these supplements. You can use the discount code MAPS. It's capital M, capital A, capital P, capital S. We'll also put that on our Instagram and in the show notes. And you can use that to get 15% off of any of your purchases. So go ahead, try that out at Just Thrive. I use it. I've really been impressed with the effects it's had not only on my overall gut health, but mental health. And so I would recommend you guys check that place out. So it's justthrivehealth.com. Welcome back to Mental Maps. As always, I hope this finds you well no matter what season of life that you're in. Uh, if you follow along with our show, um, I know it's been a, about a month since we had a, a new episode come out. We've been doing some traveling and different things. And so we're jumping back into the episode now. It's fun to be back in front of the microphone and, and be in this place. And I'm excited to, to get back into the, the flow of recording these shows and getting them out there. Today we're going to talk about uh, a concept that I've actually discovered as I was traveling and doing some different things. And something that I think is really interesting for how we're managing our lifestyle. And so what we're going to talk about today is lifestyle itself. How are we living? But maybe not in the way that you're used to thinking of lifestyle. You know, when we think of lifestyle, we think of maybe belongings or different ways of life or socioeconomic status or social determinants of health or different things such as that. But today we're going to jump into something much different. Today we're going to jump into almost like the mindset of living. And so what I want to present today is there's really four different ways we live our life. And these four ways have benefits and they also have challenges. And ultimately, a lot of people who find themselves struggling to thrive in day-to-day life, to be present in day-to-day life, are probably struggling from some of these concepts. And so I hope that we can find a way to be able to move out of that, but also understand this better. So what is living? You know, I mean, we talk about it a lot. I mean, you know, when you look at social media and different things out there about health and wellness and, you know, there's a lot about living and thriving and, you know, all those different kind of um, ways of, of being, if you will. And so there's a lot of definitions of what living is. And so living is really just a condition. It's a condition of being and that being is being alive. And so alive meaning that you are in motion with nature. So you are moving within the world, you are being present in some form or fashion, but you are moving in motion. And so as the world's moving, as the universe is moving, you are also moving from a physiological perspective, from a psychological perspective, you are moving and and living within that world. Which we're all doing that. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you're living in some form or fashion, not just from a physiological perspective, but you're living from um, the mental health perspective. You're living and moving in motion. You may be in your car, you may be sitting at home, or you may be drinking a cup of coffee while the you know while you're eating breakfast, whatever that looks like for you. You're doing something and you're moving as the world's moving. 
But as we're living and as we're navigating this motion, if you will, there's really four distinct ways that we can be living. And so the four ways are living passively, living actively, living retroactively, or living futuristically. And so these four ways of life, one occurring in the past, one occurring for the future, and two being in the present, are how we navigate and how we stay in motion in some form or fashion. And ultimately, a lot of the things that we do on the day-to-day come out of how we have determined that we're going to live our life. And so what I mean by that is these states not only explain our current behaviors, but it can explain why we're doing our current behaviors. So why we choose to work that long hour shift, why we choose to take that way to work, why we choose to allocate our time or allocate our resources or allocate whatever we have in that way. So we'll jump into passive and active. When you think of passive and active, passive and active are both present states, meaning it's something you're doing right now in this moment that's happening in the moment. So what is passive living? Passive living is a way of life where you are not doing a lot. Um, It's kind of that paper bag in the wind, if you will, but it's not just the carefree person that's like hanging out, letting life come as it comes. This is more of not being present in any way. When I think of passive living, I think of like people who are using substances or find themselves dependent of substances. I do a lot of work in addiction and I see a lot of people who would beat that definition of passive living. Because of the substances they're using, they're not present in their life and they're kind of just living into this really unactive or just really inactive state of being. And so because that even though they may be doing things and they're having experiences with life and they're in motion, remember, because they're alive, so they're in motion with the life, they're not being present in that moment. The The substance may keep them out of it. But I also think there's there's a lot of reasons that we can passive live. You know, we know that trauma responses can create passive living where we've really just disconnected from reality and we're still in motion and we're still moving but we're not remembering things the way that we like to. We're not creating meaning the way that we like that we would like to. And so we're just being there, but also not there at the same time. And you can see where passive living has a purpose. For someone who's in a really challenging situation, for someone who may be experiencing extreme trauma, or maybe they have heaviness all on their heart right now, or maybe there's just a lot going on for them mentally, it, it's really easy to just disconnect and live very passively. And, and there, there is a purpose in that, but normally what you find is that as you passively live, all of the problems that are happening around you, not that you're avoiding them, you're just not being present within them, ultimately they're going to add up, if you will, and build up, and you're going to have to do something with it, or it all comes rushing in or crashing down. So I think there's two concepts within the passive living. There's the person that's maybe just that carefree person who doesn't have a a lot that they care about, but that's not what we're talking about because that person's still being active. What we're really meaning in passive living is the person that even though they're in motion with the world is not being present in the world. They're not being in motion in a way that is life-giving to them, but rather they're just kind of letting it go, like that paper bag in the wind. Uh, analogy, if you will. And so then the opposite of that would be active, active living. Active living is where most of us want to be, right? Like we want to be pursuing goals. We want to be actively moving towards something. We want to be doing things with purpose. We want to be doing things that are meaningful. And, I, and that's what I consider active living. That's taking on your problems as they come, 
navigating life as the day gives it to you and moving forward in some way because you're in motion. So whereas passive living is not addressing your problems, it's just allowing them to come over, maybe just not even being present for the problem. Active living is knowing what the problem is. You can recognize the problem. You can identify how you're going to navigate it and you deal with it. And you can see how different both of those types of living are. So if, if we have this passive living, we have this active living, what are these other two? So retroactive living is something that I've, I've kind of been working through and I think really gives people a lot of problems who find themselves in this place. So retroactive living, if we look up the definition of retro, retroactive, it means operating with respect to the past. So when we think about it from a financial perspective, we think about like retroactive, uh, you know, financial encounters, retroactive business moves, or retroactive insurance policies, different things where we're going back to the past and moving forward. And so for a lot of people, they can be stuck in this retroactive living, meaning that we're going back to the past and we're living out of that past. Maybe that was something that happened in your marriage and so you're living out of that, whatever, that was a very challenging season and so now you're living out of that. Or maybe you're going back to that work that didn't go really well, that company that you worked with that didn't go well, the issues that you had as a, a child, whatever that looks like, that it, many times it can be that trauma response, if you will, of going back to the past and from that point you're living. So the things that occurred before then really aren't as important and you're living from this place. And what happens many times as we're living from this place is we're not moving forward in the way that we would like to because we're always looking backwards. It's that person who's going straight but got his head turned around. And as we know from racing and that kind of thing, if you're going forward but yet your head's turned around, you're either going to wreck or everything's going to pass around you because you're not present in that moment, but rather you're looking backwards. And that is retroactive living. It's living in the past. It's being in this state of the past, trying to be in the present because you're actively living. You're trying to do what we talked about before with active living, but it's so challenging because you're doing it from the past, not the present. So an example of that would be is that you encounter a problem and you you recognize the problem, you're actively living in the problem, but instead of taking it as it, as it is in that moment, you're going backwards and looking backwards. Maybe it's something that happened to you at another instance or maybe something that happened to you in, in something that you read or whatever that looks like. You're going backwards and moving and acting out of that. So we have this passive living where we're just really disconnected. We're almost in a, a different state of mind. We couldn't even tell you what problems that we have or in the problems that we do have, we're just numbing ourselves to them. You have the active living where you can identify that problem. You can move through those problems. You're navigating life. Then we have the retroactive where even though you're trying to move forward, you're looking backwards and all the things that you have going on is coming from behind you rather than in front of you or around you. The last thing I would say, the last one that we have is what's called futuristic living. Futuristic living is that living for the future. It's that person who's not wanting to be present right now, has their eyes way far down the road, and that is where they're at. This is the person that isn't spending their money in that moment because they're looking for the future. This is the person who's not doing those things right now because they're planning on doing it later. And you can see where that has a meaning, right? So for many people, especially people who are planners, living futuristically has a, makes sense. It allows you to plan for the what's going to occur ahead. It allows you to try to address any problems or situations that are going to occur in the future. But ultimately what these people find is that they're just not present. 
they're in these conversations or they're with these, you know, their significant others or they're with their loved ones or they're in the business setting. And instead of talking about what's happening in the moment, they're talking three years down the road and they're constantly living three years down the road or five years down the road. And to a point, it kind of goes back to what we've talked about before in other shows where we're, you know, that dopamine and that almost self-pleasure cycle you can be in. And I think a lot of futuristic people find themselves in that is that the, the mindset that you have about planning for the future can give you just enough to be okay in the present moment to give you meaning for what you're doing. But that person who's working 90 hours a week and he's not present with his family for the future may can validate it, but that time is gone. And so even though they're being somewhat active in their life, they couldn't tell you what problems they have at home. They can't tell you what problems are around them. All they can tell you is what they're worried about years from now. And so that futuristic living, just as the retroactive does, removes you from the present moment and puts your focus somewhere else. And that somewhere else ultimately allows for the problems in the present to continue to add up and add up and add up until it finally busts. And for so many people, this is where their issues in their life lie. All the other, what we would call symptoms of life or all the other challenges of life have more to do with where their mind is looking rather than what they're doing in that moment. Because ultimately, anything that's happening at that moment is based out of that mindset. So if I'm looking backwards and I can't tell you what's happening in my life right now, I'm not addressing my problems. If I'm looking into the future and that's all I'm focused on, I'm not addressing my problems. Or if I'm even in the present moment, but I'm just numb to it, I'm disconnected from it, I'm scrolling on my phone, living in another state of mind, not being present, your problems are going to add up. And that's how as we see this, like, these issues just evolve over time. You know, I, like you know, start working with couples and you'll see couples who have these problems for years and no one can no one knows when they start it's just addressed but you know they've had these problems for two three four five years and it's because one or both partners are either passively living futuristically living or retroactively living neither one of them can tell you what's going on in their marriage at that moment because they're both disconnected from the present moment and so how do you get out of this if you're passively living if you're retroactively living if you're futuristically living what do you do to get out of this mindset and be in the present moment so first if, if you're living passively you've got to be present so i think the first step is you've got to understand why are you wanting to be passive in the first place is it the inability to manage the emotions for us for many people the emotions of life can be so overwhelming that it's easier to numb yourself than to be present and we think about it from a substance use perspective but it can be anything it can be binge watching tv it can be scrolling on social media 10 hours a day it can be living in a video game land rather than being active in the world that passive living in this world can be a way to disconnect from the emotions so why are you doing it and then once you understand that then it's learning how to manage that whether that be therapy whether it be self-help things whether it's learning ways to be present It's learning how to deal with day-to-day life in that moment. Because as we've talked many episodes ago, you know, a lot of problems that people experience with their mental health are natural human emotions that are just exacerbated over time. And so for people who passively live, they don't even want to feel that baseline emotion, let alone the exacerbation. 
And so they've got to find a way to be in the moment and learn how to cope with the emotions as they come. Another thing to do is be able to find things that you want to be actively in. You know, many people find themselves living the monotony of life. I think we all get, we've all been there at some point. And so it's just really easy to passively live. We get in our car, we go to work, we come home, turn on Netflix, watch Netflix all night, scroll on our phone, go to bed. And so even though maybe you actively done something for your job or you actively done something, um, maybe even for your spouse once or twice, you're not actively living in your life because you're so disengaged. So find things that you care about to be active in. Understand why you're wanting to disconnect and learning how to be present. It's much easier said than done. I know I can just sit here and in front of this microphone and say these things, but ultimately that's what you must do to get out of the passive living. So what about retroactive living? How do you get out of the past and move to the present? Because ultimately you're being active. How do you move forward? And I think the most important thing is you've got to unpack and overcome whatever's holding you to the past. Is that childhood trauma? Is that any kind of trauma? Is that holding on to something that occurred that you just don't want to let go? That grudge or that frustration or that hurt? Understanding why. A lot of people may not know the exact moment where it's at. I I think you can do this with a clinician, but you also, if you feel brave enough, can do it at home, um, is being able to go back and figure out when did you stop feeling well. And so maybe it goes back to, where you're living out of there's a um a theorist called his name is eric erickson and he has what's called the psychosocial stages of development and one of the things he talks about is as we develop over time we go through these different stages of maturity and so there's kind of these conflicts that occur in each site in each stage and if you don't achieve one stage you're stuck in that stage and so despite you growing physically forward your mental health is stuck in that place so the person who is Um, hurt in that place of autonomy versus shame and doubt may live in a world of shame and doubt rather than having freedom and autonomy in their life. And so that that can be another way to kind of look and see, okay, what is the theme of my problems? Am I living out of shame or am I living out of mistrust or am I living out of an inferiority complex and going back and looking, when did that start? When did that come? Did it happen as a kid? When did it build? So understanding why understanding where it began, and then learning how to manage that in that moment so that you can move forward. I think retroactive living really takes like some form of therapy or clinical work in some form or fashion because you've got to overcome whatever has occurred in the past to move forward. So I would say that if you, you know, you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, this is my life right now. You know, reaching out to a clinician. Um, If you don't know one, man, reach out to us on Instagram or, or something like that. And we'll see if we can connect you with someone in your area. But I think that's so important with moving, going to the back, going backwards, working on it so that you can be present. Because ultimately, without overcoming what occurred in the past, you're not going to be able to be in the present moment. And then once you do that, then it's that basic stuff that we've talked about before of active living, being in the present, doing those present exercises, whether it be meditation or yoga or prayer, whatever that looks like, using those grounding skills uh, that you know where you're using senses to ground yourself in that moment, you know, finding meaning in the day-to-day activities, making goals for the day rather than five years down the road or looking in the past. So. You have your the way to get out of passive, you're ready to get out of retroactive. So then what about the futuristic? How do you get out of futuristic living? 
Because if you're a futuristic liver, you have a purpose. I mean, you're living for the future. You're making probably good business decisions. You're managing your money very well. But just because you live in the moment doesn't mean you still can't make good decisions in that way. And so the the first thing I would challenge someone who's in that futuristic living concept is, what is the purpose of it? I think for I see a lot of men, for example, who live this way where everything's forward, especially if they have children. It's I've got to build for them. I've got to build for them. I've got to build for them. But being able to realize and recognize that desire to move forward is keeping you from that kid's baseball game. But that desire to move forward is keeping you from being outside with them riding their bicycles because you're doing 80 hours in the office. So if you're thinking to the future and you're still being present, that's healthy living. But if you're living for the future and that's all you're doing, then you're missing out on the moment. And ultimately, what's it worth? The I, the world is riddled with stories of people who do all these things in the present moment for the future who never get that place. The person who focuses on retirement never makes it to the retirement age. The person Because life is crazy. There's a lot of things that can happen. So it doesn't mean just blow all your money and go YOLO with it. But it does mean that you've got to find that balance between planning for the future and being present. And if you're not present, you've got to make that shift. You've got to find out how to be in that moment with those people who you care about or who you love or what you need to be around. The second concept I would say is that once you understand why you're doing it and you bring yourself back, then it's being okay with living in that moment. I know a lot of people who can be futuristic thinkers or futuristic livers who can get to the moment, but they can't live in it. And so living in it means that you're being active in it. You're engaging with life. You're not just lit sitting there and maybe even moving into passivity or maybe moving into this place of kind of active. You've got to actively live. You've got to be with those support people in your life or you've got to be with your family. Or you've got to be with your coworkers or your friends or whatever that looks like. And so setting goals can be really important, especially for the futuristic planner, but really short-term goals. Like I'm going to go to the gym today. And so then while you're at the gym, you're in the gym. So being able to be in that moment, because ultimately active living is really just being in the moment. And so I think, you know, the more we unpack this today, this living and this lifestyle and and these four categories of, of how you live is really the challenge of are you present or not? Are you active in your life or not? And I think we all can have stages of life where we're in all these. I think I can be, I think I've been in all of these four concepts at some point in my life. And I think ultimately they all had a purpose, right? Like when you're in school, you're a futuristic liver most of the time because you're just living for that degree, living to get out. If you've had some bad things happen to you, you're living in the past. So all the things have happened from that time. If things are just really overwhelming or you're having a really tough season, it's really easy just to disconnect and passively live. And then ultimately when you're thriving in that flow, you're in that active living. But I can say that in those other three, in the passive, retroactive, and futuristic, there's not a present there. You're not in that moment. So as you listen to this and we wrap it up, I would challenge you to, to look into yourself and say, how am I living right now? Am I living actively? Can I tell you my problems that are going on in my life and how I'm going to manage them in the current moment? Can I tell you what I had to, had to eat for lunch and how to taste? Or did I just scarf it down and move forward in my life? Am I finding myself disconnected and not even being engaged 
not having meaning and purpose or feeling that thriving? Am I always looking backwards to where I couldn't even tell you what's going on in the past or couldn't even tell you what's going on now because I'm living in the past? Or am I always looking forward, looking at those bank statements or looking at the, the futuristic goals or looking at that house I want or looking at those desires or those things that I think I need and not being in the moment? The present is a really interesting concept because ultimately it's the only thing that we can change in the, in the current moment. And so for many of us, it's easier to not try to change it and focus on something that we can't change. But when we think about the anxieties of the world and the sadness and the breaking of the world, a lot of it comes out of the challenges that you see in this lifestyle. If I'm a futuristic thinker, more times than not, I probably have a lot of anxiety because I'm always worried about what's going to happen next. If I'm a retroactive thinker, I'm probably finding myself feeling down a lot, struggling to move forward from the things that's happened to me in my past. Now, if I'm a passive thinker, I'm probably pretty numb, feeling a lack of purposeless and hopeless. I'm feeling a lack of purpose and some hopelessness, maybe helplessness. So I would say if any of these resonates with you and you're having a tough time, reach out. You know, there's a suicide hotline at 988 or, or whatever that looks like in your area. You can Google that. If you're trying to connect with a provider, you know, and you just don't know where to start, like I said, you know, message us on Instagram at Mental Maps, and we'll definitely connect you with somebody in your area. But live actively. Because not only does everyone around you deserve it, not only does your job deserve it and, and the people in your life deserve it and, and everything else deserve it, but you deserve it. You deserve to be active in your life. Because when you're present, incredible things can happen because that's when you begin to live into yourself and who you are. And the world deserves who you are.